Hello and welcome to East Tennessee Mysteries. In this episode I will go over mysteries that go bump in the night and on a location called Rotherwood Mansion. Now there is a lot of history pertaining to the mansion and its grounds. But most of them aren't good, which leads to some hauntings. The best name for Rotherwood Mansion would have to be the House of Terror and Sadness. Today, it is a private residence where the residents seem to live in peace about the house and its dark history. The home was once one of the largest slave plantations in East Tennessee, where life for a slave was terrifying. History tells us that death came calling many times in different forms from accidents, suicides, and even murders. What is left behind is the spirits that attaches themselves to anyone who has strong emotions. Sitting on a high on a hill, overlooking the Holston River, a majestic manor, home with red bricks, dark shutters, and a breathtaking 30-foot high Doric columns that line the front porch giving anyone who stands on the porch a breathtaking view of the river and its surrounding area. In the late 18th century, a wealth young man named Frederick Ross and his family inherited a huge parcel of land that consisted of several 100 acres along north and south fork of the river. Could you imagine inheriting several 100 acres of land on the river? That would be awesome, wouldn't it? The property itself ran from what is called Bays Mountain close to the Virginia state line. Like, me, like any other wealthy family in the South, Ross did own slaves of both races. He was told that Mr. Ross wasn't a cruel person and he treated his slaves really well. Unlike many slave owners, Mr. Ross didn't engage in wanton cruelty. In 1818, Rotherwood Mansion was complete and it was majestic looking, sitting on the family's plantation. Mr. Ross had several children, but most, but the most remember the one would have to be Rowena. Mr. Ross was happy, so happy with his daughter he decided to start construction on another house across the river from the one that was just built. Now unfortunately it never got a chance to be lived in. It, it burned down just a just a burned down after it was complete. Was this a starting point of Rotherwood's darkness? I believe so. On her wedding day, Rowena along with her family and soon to be groom all gathered before the ceremony having a good time. The groom and some of his friends decided they were going to try their hand at fishing before he got married. While in the boat on the river, Rowena watched her life change in a blink of an eye. She was dealt a cruel hand. The river has always been notorious for its rapid currents. The boat capsized, dumping the groom and his friends into the icy water. The current pulled them under, 
three of the four was able to get to shore, but Rowena, soon to be husband, never resurfaced. Actually, the body was never recovered at all. Rowena fell into a deep depression like any other person would do. She would eventually settle down and try her hand at marriage again. Unfortunately, she would fall into another deep depression for the soon-to-be husband fell ill with yellow fever and passed on not long after the vows. Her deep depression lasted nearly a decade. She would try her hand at marriage one more time. She thought her life was finally on the right path of happiness. She even had a child, a daughter. During a vacation to Rollerwood to see her father, she stated that she saw the ghost of her first love. She mentioned it that she heard him calling out while while a pale white hand was reaching out of the dark waters of the river. That night she went and put her on her wedding dress and made her way down the path to the river looking like an angel because the dress was blowing behind her. She decided to proceed to walk in the water until it was up to her neck. All of a sudden she vanishes taking her own life. Now Mr. Ross fell in a deep depression after the loss of his daughter. He would have some t some hard business decisions to make. Rather would would even get darker than before. I would like to take this time to thank each and every one of you all for being here and hope you all are enjoying the video. Much love and respect to each and every one of you all. Mr. Ross sold the plantation, the land, to a gentleman named Joshua Phipps. Now Josh Phipps would have, have a short but unforgettable tenor as the owner of Rotherwood. Phipps was known for his cruelty and irritable nature towards the slaves. By this time, Rotherwood was starting to have changes made. Numerous things was added to the manor like slave cells, dirt walls, and floors, no windows in the basement. The slaves that worked in the fields all had to huddle around each other in a small area. All iron bars were set into one of the openings with no glass or protection from the elements. That's not all. On the third floor, Phillips Phipps installed a whipping post in the walls. The cruelty didn't stop just at the slaves, not at all. He was also cruel to his own family. In 1861, Phipps fell ill and the doctors could not figure out what was wrong with him. He was feverish, delusional, and labor-breathing until death came knocking on his door. Not just the normal way to pass on, but a way for a person in his demise would pass. Y'all want to know how he passes on? I'll tell you. A sickly buzzing cloud started to form mid-air like it was a magic trick. The slave boy who was watching over Phipps realized it 
was a hundred of flies swarming around Flips. The flies started to fly over him, covering his face, crawling all over, climbing in his nose, in his ears, and eventually starting to swarm in his screaming mouth. He suffocated instantly. Here's the mystery of it all. When the doctor came in to check on him, after the slave boy ran out to get help, there was no flies in sight. It's like they vanished in thin air, like they never existed at all. Phipps' casket was pulled by a large horse up to the cemetery. During the funeral procession, a storm started to come in the, into the area. Wind started to pick up, dark clouds rolling in. Makes someone wonder if Phipps was even dead. The horses were having trouble getting the casket up to the cemetery, digging deep roots in the ground, like the cart was too heavy for them to pull. They eventually had to add two more horses, and the casket began to slowly move forward. By this time, the sky kept getting darker and darker, looking like it was about to rain. A bolt of lightning crashed down, hitting a tree limb, making it fall on the path to the cemetery. As the preacher was giving his final words, the river started to churn and bubble like it was a pot of water on a stove. The thunder started to get worse and worse and started to scare the crowd that showed up to pay their respects. Want more mystery, mysterious details? Sure you do. Well, the casket, the, the casket started to vibrate like someone or something was in it moving around. Something like claws, sounded like claws, digging into the wood, a loud roar, and all of a sudden, a gigantic black dog blasted out of the casket, like a rocket, finishing in the woods. Two weeks after that, Rutherwood was still trying to move on, though without Phipps. The rest of Phipps's family began to notice strange things moving in the shadows of the house and hearing animal feet running through the hallways, and most horrifying of all, that the laughter of and sound of Joshua Phipps stalking his way around the hall, as he would appear at night at the foot of the bed and yank the bed clothes off, keeping anyone from sleeping. But it wasn't only the family that had these troubles. The slaves were also being hunted by the ghost of Josh Phipps, and a giant black dog tormenting them at night. The slaves were finally fed up with the so-called haunting they decided to dig up the grave of Phipps to prove the man is truly gone. Once they once opened the slaves were stunned that the casket was still in good shape, but it was empty except for some animal hairs in it. The slaves kept getting tormented and they decided to destroy Phipps' headstone to kill his voodoo mistress. Over the years the house has been renovated to suit the owners. But the darkness still remains the mystery. One worker was in, working in the basement, working on the plumbing, wiring and such. Felt like something was watching over him. Looked up, a pale as a ghost, staring back at the man in the dark suit with the black dog. Needless to say, the man ran out of the house while the black dog chased after him, then disappears. 
Joshua Phipps and the Hellhound isn't the only apparitions you will see on the property. Marina Ross, Priscilla, and the slaves that was murdered on the property. During thunderstorms, legend says that you can hear the hound baying, Phipps screaming and laughter throughout the house. Wilderwood once was a happy home that left to pass on in the darkness, only to be reborn into a home again, just as scared for what took what it breathed in over the years while it was a refuge refugee and hellish nightmare that came to life.